0: Well hello everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream as we are going forward in our series of podcasts on the kingdom. So we're part two and um, I want to start off just a uh, just want to hit a little bit on what we talked about last week and I, I kind of left off at Acts chapter 1 verse 3 when talking about the kingdom and and so you just picture this. And I know we're jumping right in here, but let's just jump in anyway. And Father God, help us. I thank you for this uh, uh, grace to be able to disseminate information, but not just information, revelation. And Father God, I pray for ears to hear and eyes to see and a mind to perceive what the kingdom is wanting to decree and declare into our lives today in Jesus' mighty name. So, the scene in Acts chapter 1 is that Jesus is just showing up. It's the 40th day of his resurrection, and he's talking to the disciples. So you can just imagine this. You get called into uh, your grandfather's bedside, and he's about to pass on and go on to his reward. And and so he calls a family together, a, a grandfather that is in his right mind. We'll share you know the secrets the 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 most important things that that he loves you all and and he would begin to tell you that and then and then he might tell you some very important things mm-hmm. about the fact that he might have buried you know a hundred thousand dollars in the back in the back forty uh, underneath the elm tree or something I don't know, but he he begins to share some things that are very important when you were on your last breath. When you are about to go on a long trip or, or something like this, you are gathering people around you that are important. And you're sharing with these people, the last people that you'll have contact with, the most important things. And so here we are. Jesus has is, is gathered his disciples. He's shown up to them. You know, it's the very last time that he's going to see them and they're going to see him and, until the second coming. And so he he begins to share that if we go to Acts chapter three uh, chapter sorry chapter one verse three it says and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God so let me just read the the, the beginning part of that it says um, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during forty days. And speaking of the things of the kingdom of God. So he is here. This is the 40th day. He's showing up and he is releasing the most important things. So what is he releasing? The things. So what are the things pertaining to the kingdom of God? Why? Why did Jesus come preaching the gospel of the kingdom? It's not just the gospel of salvation. Salvation is so important Salvation is the entrance way. Salvation uh, is amazing, and and I thank God almost every day of my life that I am saved. I am born again. That I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. That all things have been passed away, and all things have become brand new. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I have become one with the Spirit of the Living God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And so this excites me. I'm very happy about that but jesus didn't preach necessarily on the gospel of salvation he preached about the gospel of the kingdom repent for the kingdom of god is at hand repent turn turn change the way you think if you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live your life. And yes, you do have to accept what Jesus did at, on the cross and believe that he was resurrected from the dead that, to be born again. Yes, you need to understand that the payment, you have to activate. You know, it's, you, with the, you, you, you are born again because you believe in your heart. What the Bible says about Jesus is true. And you confess with your mouth. Say this after me everything is voice activated everything is voice activated even your salvation even your healing these you just cannot live a silent christianity you must preach you must decree and declare what do you mean i must preach i'm not talking about having a pulpit ministry many of you will but i'm i'm telling you you need to decree and declare you need to preach and proclaim the goodness of the Lord. You need to proclaim and speak forth the promises of God. You, you activate the promises of God and you activate the kingdom. You activate the kingdom authority and kingdom power by your declaration and even when it comes down to your salvation. So why is the Lord leading me to treach on this topic? I use the word treach because I am teaching and preaching and I often or go over and do preaching. And that's okay. I'm a prophetic preacher. That's my, one of my major, uh, gifts of, of, of my pulpit ministry. Uh, so why is the Lord? And that's a great question. Why is the Lord leading me? So I want to really, and I'm endeavoring, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to be led by the Holy spirit. I just, I'm not just going through and, and disseminating information and life lef- lessons and life hacks. Um, that you you know that I can help you you know miss some pitfalls and and uh, and have less casualties in life. I want all that, but I'm not just doing that. I'm not just trying to empty myself of 30 years of of studying the Word of God and ministering. I believe on these podcasts that we're developing strategies and tools for victorious living, and I just want to go down a slight little bunny trail, and I just want to uh, you know say to you what is victorious living. So why am I doing the teaching on the kingdom? Because I believe teaching on the kingdom, preaching on the kingdom, revealing the mysteries and the secrets of the kingdom will bring you into a victorious living. But what is victorious living? Is it is is you know, you can even ask yourself, well, why is it important that I live victorious? Is that vanity or, or something like that? Or uh, is it... You know, why, why do I need to live a victorious life? Because he purchased the victorious life for you. That the, you are, the, the even definition of victorious comes from victory or success. So here's my vision of what success is. So uh, my life is not measured by successive, expected, and calculated outcomes. So my, my, there's my vision for success. So to live a victorious life is to be successful. So what is successful? Success is obedience. Like I said, let me just repeat that. My life is not measured by successive, expected, and calculated outcomes. Here's here's how I gauge it. At the end of the day, can I say, did I do what I was supposed to do? At the end of the day, can I say, was I obedient to the creator's call on my life? This is what I believe we are endeavoring to do. Why, why is it important to do, for you to be successful or victorious in life? Because... You are sowing seeds of legacy. You are you are creating and showing people a better way. There is there is a better way. There are there are better ways than being than, than being um, victimized by depression or, or oppression or or being taken out by disease or 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 being you know led astray into uh, other doctrines of demons and and being confused and 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 putting all the weight on yourself and and all these things. I I want to say that there's a better way and god longs for you to live and 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 live out of the dream that he prepared for you to live now this doesn't make you a robot or a puppet there's a lot of latitude within the boundaries of the dream of god for your life and there is a lot of there's a lot of scales in which you can you can scale it and you can be, you know, you can hit the outer rim of the dream or you can bullseye it. And it really depends on how much you're willing to submit to God in, in, in obedience to God. Because at the end of the day, success is not an expected outcome, not an equal outcome. Success is, was I obedient? Anyway, that's a little bunny trail. So, let, so let's so let get back to, um, you know, specifically talking about the kingdom, which will bring victory to your life. I mean, nobody wants to go through life and just lose, 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 lose. The kingdom of God is a win-win. It, it costs, you know, it, it costs nothing to go to heaven, but it costs you everything to bring heaven to earth. Well, I thought this was going to be a little more hopeful than that. No, no, you need to understand that, that, that the life in the kingdom is is a life through the cross. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it is it is a beautiful death, but I want to tell you when you can lay things down is when you begin to really live. Now, and it's an inside out, upside down kingdom. The kingdom of God is not like the kingdoms of this world. It's not you just grow, 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 grow so you can dominate uh, other people in in your in your spheres of influence no it has nothing about dem- taking dominion over people it has take it has everything to do with creating the kingdom of god which is righteousness peace and joy grace and truth all founded upon faith, hope, and love. Nobody in our spheres of influence as a kingdom man or woman of God should be raped or stolen from or operate in depression or have a diabolical disease. All these things are, the kingdom of God has values and power and authority to take care of all these issues. Praise the Lord. Come on now. So getting back to... um, the Kingdom Part 2. So the, one of my other reasonings for doing this is I want us to get back to some solid ground so that we can stand firmly in the midst of all of the instabilities of our future, the, the deconstructing of faith, the stripping down of our belief systems, and really trying to be an authentic person. So, uh, there are a lot of instabilities happening around the world, and even in the church that we call the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some things going on where people are actually going through experiments and they're they're trying to just be authentic, right? And so they're trying to strip down down things and and get back to where and what they can really believe. And what do they really believe? Because they want to be authentic. So several years ago, I took my spiritual sons and daughters on a journey of what do we really believe? The journey was called, what do we really believe so we can really believe what we really know? So there, there, what are the things that we can um, understand that are part of the kingdom? What, what, what do we believe the, about the kingdom of God? And I believe that this, in this season, that there's a cry of the heart of the true seeker. I believe people have an innate passion to believe. So people are always going to find something to believe in. And I want to encourage you this day on this podcast that that you would believe the Word of God. I can give you statistics after statistics of why and i actually i did a podcast about the word of god and i gave several several statistics like just raw data and, and on why the word of god can be trusted and why the word of god is true and 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 how do you you know um share with people that saying, well, what about this that happened and, and it didn't come out that way? And, and and there's just so much evidence about the word of God being being true and that you can stand upon it. And and, and everything to do with Jesus, my my good Lord, the the prophecies that came out about Jesus for for uh, for the what two two hundred and eighty six prophecies, something like that in, in uh throughout the scriptures. Actually there anyway i'm sorry i don't have that stat in front of me so it's a lot of prophecies but for all of those to come true all the prophecies in the old testament for jesus to to fulfill each and every one of them is one uh to the well it would be 127 zeros so one and then 127 zeros that's a huge number i don't even know what it, it comes up to but it's a huge number that is absolutely impossible but jesus fulfilled each and every one of those prophecies so I, I took my like i took i said i took my spiritual daughters and sons on a journey of, of really what do we believe and so my cry is um and my passion for these next episodes is to give a greater sense of stability in these times which seem so unstable I don't know if you can hear my grandson in the background, <laughs> but he's he's uh, bellowing out there. And um, anyway, I'm just going to continue. Hopefully, that you get a chuckle out of it. But anyway, before we go any further, I must say that the kingdom of kingdom without a king is pointless. So the kingdom of God has a king, and that king is God, Jesus the Bible says, is the king of kings. And Jesus is the one that has been given the name that is above every other name. But this this, this God, this God that became man, that became flesh and dwelt among us, that laid down his life for us, He is the king of kings. He was resurrected. He came and became very, very poor, but resurrected as king of kings and lords of lords. Jesus, the perfect, benevolent, righteous judge, never changing, yet always emerging, merciful, gracious, generous, patient, um, all-powerful, always present, but still intimate, loving king. My God. I'm going to say that again. Jesus is the perfect, benevolent, righteous judge, never changing, yet always emerging, merciful, gracious, generous, patient, all-powerful, always present, but still intimate, loving king. That's who Jesus is. That's who the king of glory is. This is the one that's the king of the kingdom. Jesus, this aforementioned king, longs to be involved in your life, and become the king of your heart. We need to see King Jesus through the proper lenses. For example, let me just share this with you. So many people see God, the righteous judge, and that's he's called that. Jesus as the king is the righteous judge. We we see, um, people see this righteous judge, though, as this old, cranky, crusty, angry judge who is sitting behind this humongous judge's bench in a in a cold sterile uh, courtroom where you stand waiting for your judgment of punishment and i just want to say to you as the righteous judge jesus christ i want to say to you as a de- this description an emphatic an emphatic no That is not what a righteous judge is, and that's not what the king of kings is. To get a proper view of what a righteous judge is, you need to look at the book of Judges. You you will find uh, that the judges there are the ones that are laying down uh, uh, their lives for the people. They're not slamming down a gavel against people but rather they're going in and amongst them looking for ways to intervene for them. Judges were the ones that would fight for the people, not make make, um, judgments of punishment against the the people. So now, now this is what I call a paradigm shift. This is why I'm taking time to frame King Jesus in a proper perspective. Jesus is the benevolent king who is desiring to be involved in the affairs of your life and the affairs of all of creation. Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, joy, grace, truth, all founded upon the foundation of faith hope and love these this is what makes up the kingdom of God it's not about dominion over people it's about it's not about a gavel in the hand or a sword in the hand it's a towel the, uh, to be a king in the kingdom you need to be a servant of all you need to be loving and kind and and, and crush Uh, the enemy with, with the dominion of peace and the dominion of joy and the dominion of righteousness. Come on, that's found in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So let's just take this apart just a little bit. So the kingdom of God, is not in eating and drinking, so that's not meaning that he doesn't want you to um, partay. He doesn't want you to. It's not that he doesn't want you to feast, because his whole kingdom was established on the earth three ways: eating together and drinking together and praying together. They would always uh, in the last supper. Supper was not a wafer in a in a tiny little juice cup. The, the it was a supper. It was the last supper. The not the last tiny teeny little snack. It it, it was Jesus was always making covenant around food and and in so much that he was called a wine, a glutton and a wine bibber. Because he was always with his disciples or with even the tax collectors or sinners. And he was eating with them. And he was going amongst the sick. And he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. He would be planting seeds all the time. Plant seeds wherever you go. Water seeds wherever you leave. Plant, it's all about sowing the word watering the word and walking the word you leave all the other up to god take expectations off of people when they're gonna get saved or are they gonna get saved or are they gonna get healed Or will they be delivered if I pray this? I want to take all the pressure off of you today. And I want you to understand that it's all about you sowing and you watering the seed of the kingdom of God. There are seeds from the word of god you plant love you plant mercy you plant and you water love and you water mercy and you water the 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 hope of the good news and can i encourage you that the good news of the gospel of the kingdom it's good news it's not telling them how bad they are so you can get them lost so they'll figure out how to be saved it's it's you releasing the good news that jesus christ paid the price for their deliverance, for their salvation, for their healing, and for their better life. It is all about the kingdom of the gospel, of the good news. It's good news, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's so Jesus came preaching the good news, and he did it while he was eating and drinking. So, but it, has, it says here, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. So, you need to look at the context of what he's talking about. And I'm not making defense about drinking or, or or you know, um, alcohol or not. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I what I am talking about is that that's not what the kingdom of God is not. It, it's not about dietary or drinking laws. It's not about the six hundred and thirteen laws that that the priests expected everybody that they 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 portrayed that they were adhering to, and wanted everybody else who is a Jew to adhere to. And in in Romans chapter fourteen verse. 17 it's saying the kingdom of god is not about rules and regulations but it is about righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit it's all about righteousness and it's all about peace and it's all about joy and jesus was full of grace and truth and out of the abundance of his heart he would be releasing grace and the spirit of grace and the spirit of truth whenever he was speaking. He said, the words that I speak, these are the seeds that he came into this realm to plant into the hearts of humanity, knowing that the seeds that he plants are indomitable. They cannot be stopped. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God from producing life and growing and nothing can stop when the seed takes place and the seed takes root in good soil, it is impossible to stop it from producing fruit. In the kingdom of God, God is interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. So your kingdom's seed when it's planted in good soil, let God lead you, but you just need to lead, you just need to walk in obedience, when you walk in obedience to God, you're walking upon the path that God has called for you to walk upon, on that path, you will find good soil, after good soil, after good soil, and just keep sowing, financially, financially, A smile, a a, a hopeful word, a prophecy, a a word in season, a a scripture, an encouraging edification, exhortation, comfort. Sow and water these things and you will see fruitfulness continue to come back and, and grow up in your life. And God, let God determine when you're going to reap a kingdom harvest. So I want to just get in just briefly. Um, Well, let me just go back to Acts chapter 1 verse 3. Understand that Jesus was not putting in time, waiting for his chariot to come and and, and separate them and him go up in a whirlwind. He was not just putting in time that day in Acts chapter 1. When when he was sharing the things on the kingdom, it wasn't like you know oh I got you know I got to spare extra couple minutes here. Let me just okay. By the way, uh, you know the kingdom of God is like this. No, it was very very purposeful. And you need to know that the kingdom of God contains your victory. The kingdom of God contains your salvation. The kingdom of God contains. Your stability, the kingdom of God contains your, your strength to go on. The kingdom of God is what Jesus preached when he was on this earth. He preached the word of the kingdom of God. He preached the word of faith. Yes, that's what the disciples preached. But the kingdom of what your faith, the kingdom of God contains all of these things. Things that you need even the substance of faith is the foundation of the kingdom of god faith faith this is what he would share that faith is and 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 it was evident as he as Paul the apostle was caught up into the third heaven and saw and heard things he was unable to utter, and it took him about fourteen years to begin to disseminate and write letters to the church and write down the scriptures as Holy Spirit would move upon him, like like he like the Holy Spirit moved upon the men of old in the Old Testament and the the minor prophets and the major prophets and and uh, and and Moses and. And all these wonderful men of God that the Holy Spirit moved upon. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the the Holy Spirit moved upon Paul, and Paul wrote down about faith. He wrote down, you know, scriptures about the kingdom that he saw in the third heaven, and it took him so many years to just, filter it through his mind and, and, and grasp it and lay hold of it. And so he could bring it into this realm. And And Paul, the apostle, would would preach even to the Romans about how faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the preached, proclaimed word of the kingdom of God. Jesus was releasing this substance of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, when he's speaking to the, the Hebrews, he, he's speaking, he says, now faith is. And I'm going to take up from this, this topic next week. And I'm going I'm to go through what faith is as a, one of the foundation, the three foundations of the strong tripod of the foundation of God. Faith is a substance. Faith, the foundational part of the kingdom of God, is faith is a substance, not just a way of thinking. Faith, faith actually operates in creating the things you've been hoping for. Bless you guys today. If you have uh, if you have any comments you want to make, please go to my website, uh, www.wakeupintoyourdream.com or www.berrymiracle.ca go there, uh, make a comment, get a hold of some of my resources. Uh, we have to update the um, website a little bit more with my my dates and where I'm going and all that kind of thing and put a few more products up there. But there's still a lot there right now um, that you can participate in. But please go to your podcast carrier and play, make a comment there. Uh, you can go on uh, oh, you can go to Amazon. You can pick up my my book that's now a bestseller and also been uh, just uh, reproduced into uh, Udu, a Pakistani language, one of the major Pakistani languages. It's been interpreted into that and translated into that and has been given to thousands and thousands of pastors over the last couple of weeks, just, just recently. Uh, anyway, uh, love you all, and I hope you're um, motivated. Uh, to begin to believe what Jesus preached about the kingdom and, and what we're going to be revealing over these next several weeks. Love you all, and I pray that the kingdom of God would invade your life. And every day, do what Jesus told us to do and pray and honor the Father and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray this way and and have faith and expect God to manifest his kingdom in your life this week. Bless you all. Until next week.